Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash we do it all. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Jay, his over there to six. How you doing, my dog? Um, I'm ready for the season to start. Got, <laughs> got, a, got, like I can almost taste it. Pause. But, yo, I mean, I'm, I'm ready for this, man. I'm ready for this. Got the guy in the building, Greg Foster. What up, man? How you doing? Hello. I'm doing quite well i'm i'm as excited as a utah jazz fan can be for the upcoming regular season hey no you know what greg it's all good man you guys are uh you guys are looking for that that down the line that 2023 2024 vision so it's all good yeah. you know what i'm saying i mean like we were talking off camera before the the show started in that like i think the next few years for the jazz is it's gonna be rough like they're going to be bad and they're going to lose a lot of games. But when you look at the return of what those trades netted and you see how stock the cupboards are, it's hard not to be optimistic for the future. And the fact is, is that they, they got, not only did they get a bunch of really good draft picks and, and capital in the draft, but they got a bunch of really good ancillary players that can be part of a core. I'm super high on Jared Vanderbilt's, I like Malik Beasley. I like, I think Laurie Markinen is a fantastic get. And I think he can fill that boy on Bogdanovich role that the jazz had. They're kind of cut from the same cloth. So like the jazz got some really good pieces, um, but it's going to take a minute for, for everything to get shaped uh, how we want it. But if you look at what, you know, Danny Ainge did the same thing for the Celtics a couple of years ago and all the guys that he drafted and the team that he built just made it to the finals. So I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah. I mean, you, with all the, you know, the trade pieces that you guys got with the young players and the jazz definitely got a lot, a lot of wiggle room. And um, I mean, we'll talk about it. We'll talk a little, a little more yep, when yep. we get, when we get there, but uh, for the family out there, man, this is an OG on the show. I don't even need to, you know, give him give him his <laughs> intro, man. Greg Foster from the Unsavageable Podcast, uh, back on again for the OG Clutch Talk fans. Yeah, y'all, y'all already know, man. Greg's Greg's been on for a minute, so um, we just got Western Conference predictions. Um, we're gonna run through uh, fifteen through one. Um, you know, the that that the down the 15, 14, those, those seeds we don't really need to waste much time on. And uh, we're gonna go ahead and get through this and say who we got. Uh, you guys, you guys cool with that? You guys ready to get into it, Greg and Jay? Let's do it. Yep. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right. So let me go ahead and kick off with my 15 seed. Greg, very funny you're on the show today. I'm going with the Utah Jazz, Greg. Uh, and that is because they made it very clear that they're going for uh Victor Wamanyamba. I still struggle with Wim- his last Wimbenyama. Wimbenyama. There we go. Wimbenyama, right? So they're many Ricks clear- for Vic, man. That's the campaign. <laughs> Ricks for Vic. Ricks for Vic, man. That's that's <laughs> what they're doing with that Donovan Mitchell Rudy Gobert trade. So that's why I got him there. No need to waste much time. Greg, Jay, who's you got in your 15? Uh, I think it's it's kind of a toss up because I think both teams are going uh, going for Vic, and that is uh, I'm going to go with the San Antonio Spurs just because I think they do everything just slightly better than the Jazz, and I think that'll include tanking. Uh, so my uh, my worst team in the Western Conference is going to be the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, I'm right there with Greg. I think the the Spurs really their best option is what Keldon Johnson. I even think you know I was surprised they the Jazz for right now still have Colin Sexton and Laurie Markkinen because they're decently good you know NBA basketball players. So I just think Spurs just have real really no 
NBA talent uh, other yeah. than like Keldon Johnson. That's really the thing. Like if you go back and you look at those like process Sixers teams Mm -hmm. or even like the the Thunder a few years ago, they had maybe three or four legit NBA guys. Like those Mm -hmm. teams were awful and had just just a litany of of G League guys. And the Jazz have bona fide legit NBA players throughout their roster. And that's mm-hmm. kind of why, like, I don't think they're going to be good. Like I said, by any stretch of the imagination, I, I said on the pod yesterday on, on unsalvageable, my prediction for the jazz is 24 and 58. Like they're going to be bad. But again, I think sometimes, you know, you get a game where Clarkson goes for 40 or Colin Sexton gets a bunch of buckets or, you know, Lori marketing comes out and has a 30 piece. Like that's going to happen throughout the season. And they're going to win some games because of that, which is why I don't think they're going to be the absolute bottom dweller in the Western conference, man. And, and, and honestly, I'm just go ahead and go kick off my 14th seed. Uh, that's the Spurs. And, and I, I think, you know, as you as you guys are talking, I do think that the Spurs probably should have been down at that at, at that 15 seat, especially when you look to uh, Greg Popovich because they, they asked uh, Coach Pop. They said, you know, what do you think of this? What's an assessment of the Spurs season? And he's like, I probably shouldn't say this is a quote. He said, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'll say it anyway. What the hell? Nobody should go to Vegas and vote on the Spurs doing anything this year. So even Greg Pop, just the head coach, you know, as the as the oh, guy running pops. that team knows, knows, yeah. he knows what it is. So 14 seed Spurs uh, definitely should have been at that 15th. Jay, uh, Greg, 14, who you guys got? I got the, th- I got the thunder. Um, coming in at 14, Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, I honestly, especially Shays might miss a few games at the beginning of the season. Uh, Chet's out for the season. That was like the prize rookie coming in. I don't think they're going to be really any better. I still think they're in the Vic conversation as well. And I don't, I imagine having those two twin towers, Vic and Chet. Uh, coming next year. I so. don't want to, I don't want that for I, a team that's in, you, in my division. <laughs> exactly. Man. But I got the Thunder. I, 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 but all those three teams, the Jazz, Thunder, and uh, Spurs, right in that conversation. Yeah, I, I, I disagree. I still think that the you know top to bottom, I think that this the Thunder's roster is a bit better than the uh, than the Jazz, and they have a bona fide star in in Shea. I know he's going to probably miss a little bit of time, but he's still going to play a lot, and he's going to win the Thunder a lot of games. Uh, my 14 seed is my Utah Jazz. They're going to stink. This is going to be a tough year, Greg. It's going to be a tough year to live in Utah, Greg, but you know what? <laughs> it's okay. We'll get through it. We will get through it. Um, all right, so let me go ahead and kick off my 13th seed, and that's who, Jay, you just said, Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, I mean, they're going – they're in a big conversation. I do like, you know, their young their young stars and, you know, um, in uh, SGA and uh, in Dort. I know I like their young stars who they got there, but it's part of – they're part of the Vic convo. I, I have here on my notes, I put – I put GFV. So, you know, they're going for Victor, man. Yeah. Going for Victor. So uh, 13C, Greg, who you got, my brother? Uh, I think I, I'm there with, with you. I think Oklahoma City's there. I do think that they'll win. They'll probably win 30 games or so. I, I think I, – I don't think we're talking enough about how big of a, a blow them losing Chet for the season is. Like, Chet's really, really good and would look like a guy that you could just insert into the starting lineup and was, like, NBA-ready. Um, and to lose him for the entire season is tough, but you still got Josh Getty. You still got Shea. You still got Lou Dort. 
like they still got a bunch of NBA guys. Um, and I think the future is really bright for them. Yeah. Um, for me, and I forgot to even say this at the top of the show for what I was looking at teams. Basically I have three words that characterize each team. When I go into these rankings is that's progress assess for teams who are kind of on the border or a team I, we don't really know about and then regress and, that's the Utah Jazz, yeah. one of the, arguably one of the biggest regressions we've seen in a franchise um, coming into a season, maybe of all time. But yeah, that's who I got at 13, regress, huge regression for the Man. Jazz. Yes, definitely. The Jazz, I think, I believe they were the fifth seed last year. So from the fifth seed all the way to the bottom of the league, is, it's tough, man, but it's all right. They're, 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 they're part of the going for Vic Club. Uh, and I'm going to, you know, kick off my 12th seed. Another team that I think, is still part of the going for Vic Club, but still has a you know abundance of young talent, and that's the Rockets, man. Uh, that's who I got at the 12th seed. Um, I like you know their their young talent. Uh, their bench has huge potential. You know they got players like KPJ. You know we know Jalen Green. We know uh, Kenyon Martin Jr., uh, Sungun, Josh Christopher. I'm pretty sure J- Jabar, uh, Jabari Smith Jr. also as well. You know, but they, these are some of the. He's faces. gonna be good, man. He's gonna be good, man. Yeah, the, I honestly thought to myself, like when I think of this Rockets team, it really reminds me of like that Magic team that just has so much young talent just laying all around the team, and it's like these these players are not gonna be able to be good on the same team. They're gonna have to go other places somewhere else down the line because it just won't it just won't work, man. But I like their I like their young talent. Um, but the Rockets, that's who I got at 12 seed. Jake, who you got, my brother? Yeah, right there with you. I, I mean, I, I like some of these players on the Rockets. I like Jabari Smith. I like Jalen Green, but they're not moving the needle enough for the, for the get to get out of the you know purgatory twelve through fifteen in the West. Yeah, I'm I'm literally I'm right there with you. That was my pick was the Houston Rockets. They're, I think they're going to be a fun team. Like they'll be a fun mm-hmm. like league pass team. They're super athletic. They're young, but you know youth doesn't usually translate to a lot of wins they're still they're still super raw and i don't know how that core it just seems like a weird like a a bunch of disparate dudes you know like who have individual talent but i'm not sure about the collective talent and like can they play together in a system can they can they play as a unit you know like you see a team like say the celtics you know top of the league has a bunch of super good young talent but they know how to play together and I think like the Rockets really need to get to that level or, or haven't gotten that to that level yet. And I think it's going to take a while, but in the meantime, they will be fun. There'll be a lot of cool dunks. Yeah. I like that, Greg. There, was, there definitely will be a lot of cool dunks on that team. <laughs> <laughs> that nice, nice young, young, young talent, man. But all right, let's keep it pushing and let's get to the last seed before we start talking about these plans, man. And that's, you know, the 11th seed, uh, and that's who I got at the 11th seed. I got the Kings, man. I got the Kings. I swear, don't sleep on the Kings this year. I know it's it's it's, it's hard to say because I also said that the last year and the year before that. And it's always <laughs> like, I think the Kings are going to do good. And they have like a week of whether they play really good or a two-week stretch and they play really good. And then they just get right back down to that. You no know, mediocrity, but I, and I think that their issue is 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 upstairs, man. It's, it's the upstairs management, it's the higher ups on that team because roster wise, like I, they don't have a terrible roster. You know, they have Darren no. Fox, Sabonis, Ke- uh, uh, Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, uh, role players like Richard Holmes, uh, Davion Mitchell. So sad to say, but Malik Monk, Malik you know, like, Monk, yeah, they have great they have great role players and they have a star. We just got to see the consistency in that team and get some management up there, man. But 
that's who I got. I really hope that the Kings are going to surprise me this year and maybe make make that play in, but I, I doubt that. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you uh, at 11. And this is where it kind of gets interesting for for the 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 seeding, you know, kind of this middle tier of uh personally for me when I was doing these uh predictions for the Western Conference. But yeah, I think they're going to be just a better defensive team right off the bat. I mean, they got Mike Brown, who's arguably one of the best assistant coaches um, in the game. And, and his defensive plans were part of the reason the Warriors won the championship. But I'm not too sold on him as a head coach, which is why I kind of have them at 11. But I do like the pieces they got. I think Keegan Murray is a promising young rookie. Um, you know, De'Aaron Fox, we saw him sh- show shades of playing better basketball at the end of last season. And then DeMontis Sabonis, that kind of tandem and that duo looked pretty good at the end of the season. So uh, Kings not going to be atrocious, probably going to be a hard, a hard matchup for a lot of teams, but they're still on the outside looking in for me at 11. Yeah, I I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I, I agree in the seating and everything else. And with the Kings, they remind me of like a little bit more of a refined version of the Rockets and that I think that they have a lot of, a lot of individual talent, but I've yet to see them put it together. And I really like what Zach Lowe said the other day, especially he was talking about the nets, but I think this also applies to the Kings. And that is I'm done uh, with the the stuff on paper, you know, like you see, you see the, you see the Brooklyn nets, you see, you see the Sacramento Kings and yes, on paper, they look great. Keegan Murray looks like he's going to be a dark horse rookie of the year candidate. DeMontis Sabonis is an all-star. Rashawn Holmes is a good player. DeAndre Fox is a borderline all-star player, but I've yet to see it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I can't be high on a team until they prove, prove otherwise. And the Kings have been garbage for the majority of my life. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to see it. Uh, you know, I like that team. I think they're, you know, it's a fun collection of guys. And I think there's, again, there's potential, but uh, I'm not mm. buying, I'm not buying stock in the Kings. I don't think, I think this is another year they missed the playoffs, which is like uh, 78 years in yeah. a row. <laughs> mm. yeah. 78. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they have the longest standing uh, playoff drought, like in the league. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure they pl- passed the Clippers last year. Um, so yeah. I'm right there with you, Greg. Definitely not buying no Kings stock. But um, I, I my biggest thing is I think they need they need some management up there, man. They need some better management. But let's keep it pushing and let's get to the ten seed because this is like Jay. I, I also like what you said about you know this is where it kind of starts to get tricky because the West is getting real packed this year, man. So these at least for me, you know, these top ten seeds were you could kind of inter- intertwine these. So let me go ahead and kick off my ten seed, and that is. The Portland Trailblazers, man. Last year they were the 13th seed. Uh, individually, you know, I really like Dane. I like uh, I like Nurk, of course. He looks so good, man. And then and then I mean, we seen what Anthony Simons was last year. He said he had a lot of you know flashes of great young talent. The addition of Jeremy Grant is is great too. But in my opinion, and the reason why I have him here at the at this 10th seed because I kept flopping between the 10 and 9th. This team to me, like they have a good roster, but like to me, it just screams mediocrity. It screams middle of the pack. Like, you know, I like the addition of, of uh, you know, of, of you know, Gary Payton and Josh Hart and all these players. But I just don't think that that's going to get you over the hump to that ninth seed, that eighth seed, that seventh seed. So I just to me, it's like they're better than Kings, Rockets. OK, see all these teams that are in the Vic conversation for sure. But to me, it's mediocrity. And, and that's the worst place to be in the NBA. Yeah, they're in purgatory, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was my 10 as well. 
just uh mediocrity i think dame is dame he wants that he wants that narrative though he wants to be the underdog he wants to be guiding that but he's going to be guiding him to a uh play and exit unfortunately so i think that's that's writing on the wall i think and again i agree with you the the blazers will my uh my 10 seed we're seeing you know great minds thinking alike right now but uh i think my big problem with with the uh the blazers is they're super top heavy I think they've got some good starting five talent. I love I love the acquisition of Jeremy Grant, Damian Lillard, first ballot Hall of Famer. I think Nurkic is a nice player. But what do you do when you got to go to the bench? You know, like it's Justin mm-hmm. Justice Winslow all of a sudden going to be the sixth man of the year. You know, I just I can't they're they're just so thin when it comes to their reserves that I think it's going to like it's going to gas them out and they're one they're one Jeremy Grant or Dame injury away from being one of the worst teams in the Western Conference again. And like those margins are so thin that I can't buy stock in them as much as I want to. And as much as I love Dame, you know, mm-hmm. I think that Dame could be a, you know, like a dark horse MVP candidate just by sheer numbers this year. But it's, it's not enough. Like they're just, they just don't have, you know, the, the, the one through 10, the, 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 you know, the eight or nine man playoff lineup that you need to really excel. Yeah. 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 I'm, 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 I'm right there with you, man. I, yeah. I think that you know, they got, they got that star in Dane, but everything else just screams uh, me, yeah, mediocrity. I, I love what you said about justice Winslow being your sixth man of the year. And I don't think you're in a, you're in a good position if that's, if that's who you're going with, but all right, then let's go ahead and uh, keep it pushing. Jay, you said you have Blazers at 10th seed, correct? Yeah. All right, cool, cool. So then let's go ahead and keep pushing the ninth seed. I, honestly, for this one, I'm, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some consultant. I need you guys to help me here. Uh, <laughs> I had so I had a hard time with the eight and nine, kept flipping back and forth. To be real with you, but I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the ninth seed, and that's man, I might catch some heat for this man, but that's a that's the Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves are actually gonna land in the ninth seed. Yes, yes. What is I, wrong with you? I do think the Timberwolves Whoa. are gonna land in the ninth seed. I, that is no. sickle behavior. Look, yeah. look, look. No. That's what I was trying to tell you guys with the West being so packed. Wait, I what's your dealer's number? I need his. I, I need <laughs> that. Can you DM that? <laughs> I, that's man, what that I was is, saying. You, you're yeah, on that's, good that's stuff. Wild. Look, look, man. <laughs> I, I already I've been stating on the record multiple times saying. I don't know. I don't believe in Rudy Gobert and Carl Lee Towns. I don't know how that's going to work. Rudy Gobert and Carl Lee Towns there is going to, I don't know how that's going to work. Do want, I do want to see a big step. And I am, I feel like we are going to see a big step from Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, his, in, his inconsistency. And it, and it isn't even that like, wow, these are bad players, but I think that, okay, I'll just give my AC. My AC is the Pelicans. I don't see the Timberwolves first year together playing better than the Pelicans did last year when the Pelicans even I'm not going to say they were they were stretching the Suns, but they shouldn't have even been there, in my opinion. So wait, you you add a three time Defensive Player of the Year, a a built in top ten defense in the league, and you're somehow worse. But look, that sicko defense, behavior. That defense. That defense has a lot to do with players like Jared Vanderbilt, who went to the team, right? Because because of the I'm, right. So the you way. have the you have you the good ancillary perimeter defender, Rudy Gobert, who cannot yeah. who cannot really stay in the in the in the perimeter as much. No, see that, Jared see that, no. see that. That I'm is such a common do misconception. Do not use that trope. No, no, no that's no. a that's a common misconception. That's so. It's it's a bad. A bad 
It's not no, a missing I got to seriously yeah. disagree with you there. In fact, yeah. if you go back and you look at the numbers of the Jazz last year, Rudy Gobert right. was their best perimeter defender. If you think that yeah. he doesn't have the switchability, then I need you to go back and I need you to watch the tape. That's fine. Now, now check this out. If you got Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns out there and you're playing a small team, you don't think that you're going to you don't think that you're going to be exposed in the perimeter. You think that Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, while they may be able to keep up with guards in the perimeter for for centers, for big guys, do you think that they can, can keep up with if a Warriors team decides to go small? I don't think so. I yeah. think that they, they, they would get exposed out there. Well, yeah, I don't I don't expect them to beat the Warriors. But if you get another team with lesser talent, absolutely. <laughs> and my thing is, if you go if you go small against if you go small against the Timberwolves, cool. You pull Rudy Gobert out, and then you have Town go Towns go one on one of the post. Like that's not Rudy Gobert's strength. That's why I think it's going to work because Rudy Gobert's strengths are Cat's weaknesses and vice versa. You can't like you might be able to punish a team offensively when you go small against the Wolves, but they can do the exact same thing with you with Towns, yeah. who's one of the best offensive threats when it comes to the four, four or five position. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know, Greg. I I gotta be rude with you, man. I just don't see it in Gobert and and Towns. I got I got a hundred dollar Amazon gift to, card right yeah. here. You yeah. got a hundred dollar Amazon gift? That's a lot. I'm moving right now, Greg. That's that's a lot, that's a lot of stuff. That can help me out. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to put my money where my mouth is. I, I will yeah. make this interesting. Okay, we could do that. We can do that. We can. Do I that. also I, think like we also got to talk about like the Timberwolves bench is good too. Yeah, like they Kyle got like, Anderson, a lot of great got, addition. Such a good well, addition. Like they're they're not just they're not just top heavy. Like they're yeah. deep, and that mm-hmm. gives you like if a team g- does go small and it doesn't work, you have options that you can do. Like you know, I think it's I think it's incumbent, and I think it's uh, I think it's going to take a minute for the Wolves to figure it out when it comes to their different lineups. But I think they have the talent and the versatility to make it work. I agree. Man, maybe so, maybe so. But Jay, talk to me. Who you got in that ninth seed? And I know it's not the Timberwolves. I got a team who had no no business being in the Western Conference Finals last year, and and let's be let's be real about that. And that's the Dallas Mavericks. Um, and which is surprising, which is surprising that I have them at nine too, because Luke, uh, we did have Luka Doncic. I, I had him as my our MVP favorite, and if he's going to be the MVP, they can't be the nine seed. So it's kind of contradictory. But I do I, examining this team. I really don't think that. The eight other teams, and and when I look at Dallas, I just don't see them replicating what they did last year. Especially losing a guy like Jalen Brunson, who was their primary, you know, or secondary, excuse me, um, point of attack guard. Um, and I value, you know, guard play. Yes, they did bring in Christian Wood. I like that addition, but he's a proven loser in the NBA. Like, let's just call it what it is. He hasn't won anywhere. Um, he's been he's been with Detroit he's been with bad teams maybe dysfunctional organizations Rockets being one of them you know Detroit but simple fact anything he touches right now is turned to shit so I really can't expect anything different um, from his track record and what he's proven to this point Um, and I just not absold on the depth you talk about depth Greg of teams and that being success uh, a huge piece of teams being successful especially in a deep western conference so I'm I'm not sold on Dallas. That's why I have them at nine. But like I said, these teams are all inter interchangeable for me personally in this mid tier in the West. Yeah. My uh my number nine seed is the New Orleans Pelicans. 
I think it's a really nice collection of talent. I don't think they're going to be able to stop anyone. I think they're going to be bottom of the league defensively because outside of Herb Jones, who do you have? You know, and I think there's going to be a lot of games where they lose like 136 to 130, you know, because I do think they're going to be able to put up a lot of points. And, you know, having Zion back and CJ McCollum and, and, and Brandon Ingram and Valanchunas and all these guys, but like, I don't think those guys could defend a mop and bucket. And I still think like they're, they're in that learning phase and, and, and putting Zion back in the roster, I think is going to take a second, you know, a guy that missed, you know, he's, he, he's going to take, it's going to take a minute because there's, he has such a huge usage rate and he has to have the ball in his hands. He's going to shoot a lot, but he also hasn't played in a year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going yeah. to be, you know, and they're just, I, I still think they're, I, I feel like the Pelicans are on the precipice of being a really solid team, but they're a year away. Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. That's that. That's who, I mean, I already said it earlier, but that's who I got in my AC. That's the Pelicans. Uh, That's the team I kept definitely flip-flopping back and forth with that in the ninth seed. Uh, But Jay, who you got in that, in that ninth, in that AC? Yeah, it's exactly who I got. Um, The Pelicans at at eight Uh, young team, a promising team. But they're, they're, when I think of the Pelicans, though, I, they're scary because this is a team who, if they put it all together, if Zion's able to play, Greg, to your point, yes, yes they can yes. be higher, right? They can yeah, be higher. It wouldn't like, surprise me. No doubt in my mind, right? The Pelicans could end up as like a six seed, and, and I wouldn't yeah. be shocked. Mm-hmm. But again, it's, in the, it's, it's that same thing as, as the Kings. Great collection of talent on paper, but I have mm-hmm. to see it before I buy stock. And I've yeah. yet to see it. That's fair. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely fair. Greg, you, you haven't ran off your eighth, correct? Not yet? Not yet, no. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it, Greg. Uh, I have the Lakers. Uh, I think they did, in fact, get better this year, and I like some of the ancillary pieces that they have. Um, but I just think until this team moves Russell Westbrook, they're kind of stuck in the mud. And I like Westbrook. I'm officially Westbrook Hive, but he's proven that he's a, he's a square peg in a round hole. You know, and and it it doesn't work. He wasn't that that second playmaker the Lakers thought he was. You know, and I I I have to question Anthony Davis's health. You know, if if Anthony Davis can stay healthy and play 65, 70 games this season, totally changes changes the landscape. A healthy Anthony Davis is a top 10 player in this league. And bubble Anthony Davis was one of the best players I've ever seen in my entire life. He if if he can put that all together, and again, I'm done with the ifs and I'm done with the paper, you know, the on paper thing, the Lakers could be dangerous, but I'm not buying it until I see it. I like that, Greg. I, I like that. I definitely had to move the, move the Lakers around with team, between that, you know, that area. Uh, but I'll go ahead and go kick off my seventh seed. If we're talking about the Lakers, and that's who I got. I, th- I got the Lakers, man. Last year, they, they came in 11th, and I, I – so when when I originally put this list put this list together, I had them a little higher up. But with looking of while looking at other teams and rosters and all that, I had to you know keep pushing them down because I I originally had them here and I said like oh I understand how this could be seen as a wild pick, but I don't think the seventh I don't think the seventh is you know a wild prediction for the Lakers to be at. Um, last year, you know Anthony Davis played forty games. We had a defensive minded coach trying to 
coach an offensive heavy team. Uh, you know, LeBron would get hurt, then AD would get hurt, and he'd be vice versa. Uh, but you know, if, if if all goes well, and that's sort of a big if, you know, because Anthony Davis, me and me and Jay talk about it all the time. I think the Lakers goes as Anthony Davis goes. Absolutely. The- I think at this point, a healthy Anthony Davis is probably the Lakers' best player. Absolutely. You know? Know, abs- absolutely. And yeah. I am I am full-blown LeBron Hive. I am the guy who will argue to the death that LeBron's the GOAT. Guy's closer to 40 than he is 35, man. And crazy. <laughs> and he's like, still like top player in the league. Yeah, and he's still he's still, I would say, probably a top five, ten, top ten player in this league. But like one scoring title last year. Maybe yeah, played like game. he's still, I mean, he's he, like I said, he's he's the GOAT, but you can't you can't put that kind of uh responsibility on 38-year-old shoulders. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you, you you can't, which is which is why Anthony Davis absolutely, you know, has to uh, not only, you know, be healthy. I know that's not in, in his control at all. If it's his choice, you know, he chooses to be healthy. But I think just the aggression, you know, I a lot of times I've, I've misstated on the record, like I've watched every single Lakers games. I've seen Anthony Davis when he was in the bubble and he would have players on him and he'd, he don't, he doesn't care. He's going to the post. He, he knows what to do. But in these last two years, every time I've seen Anthony Davis, he'll have like Patrick Beverly guarding him, but he wants to take a three. So I think this is the, that's the type of issue with Anthony Davis. He needs to bring that aggression, know who he is and what his role is out there. He always complains about playing the five. Like you need to play the five. That's the best position for you and the team. Um, So with that, with all that being said, man, I think, um, you know, the the Lakers got a new coach in town. You know, I think uh, Ham is going to be good for them. He's going to agree. He's he's the right mentality type of coach that that they need. Uh, the chemistry is looking good. I like uh, you know uh, bringing Lonnie Walker. I like bringing Dennis Schroeder back. Uh, I think that's what Lakers needed needed point guards to score and be able to be able to not not so Lakers don't have to go on an zero and twenty run when LeBron's sitting on the bench. Like that's right. what Lakers needed, and that's in my opinion that's what I think they got. So. I mean, seven seed. That's what I'm going with. But if we get a healthy AD, which again, I just can't, I just can't bank on, and I'd be unfair to all these other teams. I think the right. Lakers could easily be a top five seed. Like I think, like I, like I said, I think the Lakers got better this season, but so did the Western Conference as a exactly. whole. Exactly. Not only that, but the Western Conference got healthy, mm-hmm. and like they, they're fighting an uphill battle. Where like, I just, I just don't think it's enough, man. And Russell Westbrook, too. I do want to throw it in there. Sorry, Jay, real quick. I just want to throw Russell Westbrook, big, big issue. Like, as much as, like, if he can, you know, get it together and enter, tunnel that energy in the, on the defensive end, great. But just having a player like Westbrook and Braun on the same team, I just I, – I don't see it happening personally. But hopefully the Lakers can figure something out, man. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Jay. Yeah, no, I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, for me personally and what we've seen – for the past 10 years, what we've seen from this Lakers franchise, a team who's made in 10 years, made the playoffs three times. Yes, one of them, they did win an NBA championship. But it's like when I look at this organization, has be making the playoffs become a benchmark for them? Because right now we see, what did you say, Greg? You you and John both see him, LeBron, as, as the best player of all time. And you have Anthony Davis, like you guys mentioned, when he's at his best, he's a top five player. Um, arguably the best two-way big in the game. So I, I I see what Westbrook there, and and I just see a recipe for disaster. As long as yep. he's on this team, this team isn't going anywhere. Having them at the seventh seed with him still on the roster for me personally is gracious. 
I think they could be arguably like a play-in team. I guess it wouldn't surprise me at all. I guess at the seven seed, they are a play-in team technically, but uh, I'm saying like an eighth, ninth seed. So I I just really don't see, and and plus I don't see the depth right now in this roster. Yeah, Um, they're they're top heavy, just like the Blazers. Top heavy. They're top heavy. They're a LeBron injury. Same as same issue they had. Last year, they're a LeBron AD injury away from being not making the playoffs again. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I don't believe in this roster until they make changes, until they add some depth, until they add some more ball handlers. And I still don't think they have the primary uh, wing defender to guard a, a KD, to guard, you know, um, a, a Jordan Poole, to guard a, uh, Andrew Wiggins. I still don't think they have yeah. that primary wing defender. Um, Stanley Johnson, John, you know, I talked about him. I liked him. They gave him up to Utah. So I don't know. I'm actually really high on Stanley. That guy works his ass off. And it's why I think he's going to make the Jazz's roster. He plays so hard. And like, even, even Will Hardy for, for the Jazz has, has talked about that in press conferences where he's like, we got to get everybody else on Stanley Johnson's defensive level. And if we can do that, then we can make some noise. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yep. but yeah, I, th- I think losing them was kind of a kind of sneaky in that he can, he's super versatile. He played a lot of small ball five for them. And yeah. Earned his minutes, earned his way back into the league, man. Shout out to yeah. John. He's worked his, he's worked his ass off and hats off to that kid. Yeah, definitely. Shout out. To oh, him. and one thing, and one, one more thing I'll add. And sorry, and sorry to interrupt you, John. Uh, one more thing I add. I still don't think they have the shooting. I, yeah. I don't think they address the shooting. Lonnie Walker's. A career, what, 30%, um, around 30% shooter. He's not the answer at the three. And you need to surround guys around LeBron. You need to surround him with shooters because he can make them better. He can get them open looks. AD still not that he was a 20% shooter ever since the bubble. He has been shooting it better in preseason. But right now, I'm not ready to rely on that. So the shooting, they still didn't address. So that's a huge issue. And we know those spaces become a lot tighter in the playoffs. Um, in big games in the regular season, mm-hmm. you're not going to get those easy drives that you may get um, in in other games. Jay, so so who do you have in your seventh seed, Jay? Lakers. Oh, you have the Lakers. Oh, okay. Well, because because you said putting them in the seventh seed would be crazy, but you put them there. Yeah. What's okay. that? Because <laughs> you said putting him, you said putting him in the seventh seed would be crazy, but you put them there. No, I didn't say that. Putting them in the seventh seed would be crazy. Yeah, but all right. It's okay. All right, let's keep pushing. Talk to us about your seventh seed. Who you got there? My seventh seed is the Dallas Mavericks in that I think they're, they're you know, they're solid. They're a playoff team, but I think losing Jalen Brunson is a bigger deal for them than than you would think. And again, I'm, I'm with you. I think Christian Wood is a really nice player, um, and he could elevate that ceiling. But again, I'm not, I'm not buying it until I see it. Yeah. And I, I think Luka is going to be awesome but they still don't have the supporting cast. And again, other teams got better. The Clippers got healthy. They're going to be better. Um, I think the Warriors, which is crazy to think them coming off a title, they might be even better. The Denver Nuggets are going to be better. And I think it's just going to be hard for them to really enter that, that upper echelon of the Western conference. Like stranger things have happened, you know, and the, 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 uh, I think the Western Conference is wide open and there's a bunch of parody. We could see the, the the Mavericks make make noise, but I'm just I'm not quite a, a buyer. And, and again, I think they regressed this year. Man, Mavs. Yeah, uh, honestly, my issue with the Mavs is just 
like when Luca was already shouldering so much of the offensive load last year with Brunson, it was him and Brunson really was uh-huh. shouldering mo- most of the offensive load. Now Brunson's gone. I really want to see like Luca can't play every game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. So I want to see how this is, you know, this is going to work, but I, but I'm right there with both of you guys. Um, do like Christian Wood a lot. I don't. I don't have. I don't have the Mavs at my seven seed though. But <laughs> I do like. Do I do like that pick? But all right. So then let's keep it pushing and let's get to the six seed. My six seed is the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I do know that's a big drop off from second to the six seed. Uh, but I'm right there w- w- with Draymond and what he said. He said it's harder to win when you're expected to win. And uh, I think a lot of teams know what's up with the Grizzlies this year. I feel like they were catching a lot of teams um, by surprise l- last year. And, and then it was just too late to get back into the games. But now every team's got the Grizzlies circled on their calendars and they, they don't want to see Ja hit that gritty or nothing like that. So <laughs> they're they going to shut all that down. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, it's easy. And I, I, I think I have them at my sixth seed for Memphis as well, but it's not really anything to do with. I do agree with Draymond. It is harder to win when you're expected to win, when everyone knows what's coming. But Jaron Jackson Jr. is out for arguably till potentially till December. Um, And he was a huge part of what they did, even when job missed the majority of those games. And while they were able to stay afloat and win, actually have a like close to like 70, 80% win percentage when he was gone, because they just were able to operate their offense. There was no primary point of attack guard there. Everyone was getting looks, everyone was getting involved and then defensively, they, the defense, the perimeter defenders were able to put more pressure on the ball, funnel the, the ball to the primary shot blocker, one of the best shot blockers, big men defender, defenders in the game, and Jaron Jackson. Missing him is going to be huge, and it's going to be a lot to overcome. And I think they're going to struggle early on in the regular season, lose, lose a lot of games because of it. I'm going to get spicy. My uh, my sixth seed is the Phoenix Suns. Wow. That's not a big drop off. As as someone who just witnessed a team with the worst vibes in the NBA last year, I think the vibes in Phoenix are even worse than they were in Salt Lake City. I think that team is a mess. We just watched them lose to the Adelaide 36ers in preseason. <laughs> I understand it's a preseason game, but you can't lose to an Australian league team, man. Um Chris Paul's another year, uh, uh, another year older. I don't think that they they had that secondary ball handler. I think campaign's nice for, you know, 10, 15 minutes a night, but he's not a guy who can come in and help during the regular season and keep, keep uh, Chris Paul fresh. DeAndre Ayton does not want to be in Phoenix. He's sending out the Eric Bledsoe, I don't want to be here, your tweets. He sounded like Eeyore during his, like, press conference just sad and depressed and be like i'm really glad to be in phoenix and i can't wait to play basketball and then like lord knows what's going on with jay crowder who's you know a big part of of their starting lineup and i think that team's a mess and they're gonna lose a lot more games this year like they're still a playoff team you know they were the number Mm -hmm. one team in the league last year i don't think they're gonna miss the playoffs but uh, I do not see them as a contender in the Western Conference anymore. I think that window has slammed shut. Man, okay, I like that. I mean, I mean, I don't agree with that, but I like that. I definitely like that pick. And the Suns did choke very bad last year, so maybe they're maybe you know they haven't got over it. 
so that might happen. But um, all right, so then I'll kick off my fifth seed. Now we get into the top five. Jay, you ran your six already, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, okay. And then let me run off my fifth. And my fifth is the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, honestly, I put them here more just out of respect to the fact that they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. Um, I just same thing I mentioned right now. When you just said it, Greg. I think losing Brunson just really hit them a lot because now it's the Luca show, and you know, let's see what Spencer Dinwiddie can do inconsistently. But uh, I think it's going to Luca show, and if they miss, if they miss any game, if Luca misses too many games, I don't think yeah, they're, they're, they're they're toast. They're toast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're toast. So, they're uh, they're going to have to make a move, I think, before the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah. But I really, I really do. Yeah, but I really just like the Christian Wood moves. About all I like, but I just couldn't. I felt I felt it was wrong of me to put my a lot more teams, unless they got clearly better or had a better season than them last year, over this team because they didn't make the Western Conference Finals. You know, so yeah, that's that that's that's more more where I put it. But uh, Jay, who's your fifth seed? Uh, I'm smoking. Uh, I mean, I'm not smoking that Suns pack at the fifth seed. Uh, I think that, <laughs> I, I think uh, it's mid. It's very mid this year. Um, they like Greg said, they had their chances um, last year. They had the best record. I was ne- John, you know, I was never sold on them as being the best team in the West. You know, we know who that was, um, but they 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 didn't have the experience. They 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 Proved time and time again, Devin Booker, I talked about him. If they have any reason for success this year, it'll be him taking the reins, him taking the lead, him taking the driver's seat. It can't be a 38, 37-year-old Chris Paul anymore. Um, DeAndre Ayton doesn't want to be there. I think a lot of their grit and tenacity and their primary bruiser, Jay Crowder, isn't probably not coming back this year. And I'm really not sold on uh, Cam Johnson stepping into that role and being that guy for them. And I think we often for discount that how that's such a huge piece of what championship teams have is that gritty guy, the PJ Tuckers, the Draymond greens, the guys who don't do, do the things that other guys, your star players aren't going to do. And then losing a guy like Dre Crowder, I think it's going to be big for him because every team needs that. And yeah, it's just a lot of, like Greg said, a lot of dysfunction in, in Phoenix, you know, Robert Sarver. Yeah. Um, from the top, from the top down, it's just it's just ugly. It ain't, it ain't looking pretty. I think five's generous, if I'm being honest right now. But I'll I'll leave it at leave them at five out of respect for finishing first last season in the regular season. That is okay. okay. And my my five seed, uh, my five seeds, the Memphis Grizzlies for a lot of the same reason we've already talked about, and that I don't think they're going to be sleep, you know sneaking up on anyone. I still think like. I think Jaw is about to enter the the superstar stratosphere, but losing Triple J is for for a lot of games is tough. Like you could make an argument that Triple J should have been the defensive player of the year last year. He was spectacular, like a borderline all-star, like a guy I think will make a few all-star teams before all is said and done. Uh, I also think that like losing DeAnthony Melton is kind of a a, a sneaky blow to them and it's why i'm super high on the sixers this year um and yeah i just and and again like i've said before i think that the the upper echelon of the west got better and i think that's another reason and while like there's another it's another year for the memphis grizzlies core to coalesce and get that chemistry i just don't think it's quite enough yet but there's still a team i think that could be like a year or so from now we're talking about being in title contention. 
because I am still super high on, on the Grizzlies and they're so much fun to watch. They are. They are. They, they are one of those just just those super fun teams just to watch like watch them get up and down the court. All right. Yep. I'm right there with you, Greg. Uh, let's go ahead and kick off this fourth seed then. And that is uh, the team who we got was in nine seed last season. And that's the Clippers, man. I mean, you, you just have to think about it fully healthy, fully healthy. You have the best two two way, arguably the best two two way players in the league. And, you know, Paul George and Kawhi, I know they're returning from injury, but I feel like those are those players that like, even when they return from injury, like, 75% of them is still great. Um, so, you know, I definitely still got players like uh, – they, they still got players like that. Their bench, Nor- Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Robert Covington, Batum, Marcus Smart Sr. Like, if that's not a recipe to win with Paul George and Kawhi, I really don't know what is. My only fear of that team is Zubak because I just – I just, I, just I, I don't know, maybe because I'm a Lakers fan, but, like, Zubak just to me is just, he's not getting it done against no big in the league. Um, but Clippers fourth seed though. Uh, yeah, that, that's uh, a little low for me. Um, but I have the, a team you had, you had extremely, extremely high, uh, low on the list, Jay. And that's the, uh, that's the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's who I got at four. I think this is a team who added the defensive player of the year. This is a team who already, you know, showed signs of improvement from Anthony Edwards. I think he's going to be one of the best. Um, you know, third year players this year and just arguably one of the best shooting guards. I think he's going to take a huge leap, um, the leap and really take over that number one spot. Cause I don't think at this point in eight years into his career, Cat's not that guy. I think he's going to take more of a backseat role to Anthony Edwards. And this will be the first official year we see that. But I just like what Memphis, actually, what Minnesota is doing up there. And I, and I just think this is going to be a big year for them, especially in the regular season and the matchup nightmares they're going to create for teams um, opposite of what you said, John, I just think those twin towers are going to, in the regular season, ah, I just, I just don't see any team, you know, being able to to match up with them, especially except maybe the elite teams um, in this top three that I have. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I have the Minnesota Timberwolves as the four seed as well. I think they're going to be super dangerous. And I, I really love what they did the off, this offseason, not just the Rudy Gobert move, which I'm a huge fan of. And I love how ballsy it is. And like mm-hmm. Minnesota's realizing that their time for contention is now. You've got Cat yeah. in his prime. You've got D'Angelo Russell. You've got Anthony Edwards, who I think is going to be a legit bona fide all-star this season. I think he takes another jump. Um, but I also love like the additions of people like Kyle Anderson and Bryn Forbes, you know, like they, yeah. they like they're top heavy, like they have what I think is some really nice all-star caliber talent, but they have talent up and down that roster. They're deep. You know, you got Nas Reed who looks fantastic coming off the bench and like they might, there might be, a you know, some games where they are able to sit Rudy and cat and, and keep these guys fresh for the playoffs. And, I think they're going to be dangerous. The Wolves are my like top tier league pass team. I think they're going to be so fun. And I think that someone like Rudy Gobert, not only is he going to be the anchor of their, their defense, I think he's really going to open up their offense. And he led the league in rebounding or rebounds last year. If you go back and you watch that Wolves Grizzlies series, the Grizzlies killed the Wolves on the boards. That doesn't happen anymore. 
now that like you plugged all of your all, all of your weakness the pick and roll game between D'Lo and Gobert is going to be incredible the, the the screens he's going to be able to set for guys like Bryn Forbes and Anthony Edwards Shit, you he, you could run a pick and roll with Cat and Gobert like get there's there's so many options that the uh, the Timberwolves have I think it's going to take a minute for them to figure everything out because mm-hmm. it always is when you bring in new guys but once they do when it clicks it's going to be scary hours for the rest of the league. The, the, the Timberwolves are good, and I'm super high on them. Man, okay, okay. Well, man, I, <laughs> clearly, clearly, I got them too, uh, too low or high, however you want to <laughs> you look at it. But, but all right, so let's go ahead and keep it pushing. Let's get into the top three category. The top three, man, uh, third, third seed. I got to go with the reigning champs, man. I got to go with the Warriors. I think, you know, the loss of GP2, uh, JTA, I think that the integration of Wiseman and the young players will cause them to stumble a bit, which is why, you know, I'm, we're saying that the reigning champions are, are going down to that third seed. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they had the third seed last year. Um, but, uh, but we also know that the Warriors are one of those teams that, they, they know what it takes come playoffs. They know what it takes comes finals. Like they could have the an, an all right regular season and be able to 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 turn it up when uh, when playoffs comes around. So that's why I got him there. Uh, but I do like I got to throw it in Dante DiVincenzo, man. I think that that was just like a glove fit. Like you just and it's kind of glove. It's kind of funny, but um, like a glove fit with like he's a perfect player for that Warriors organization so i don't you know maybe he'll stumble a little bit but he'll he'll help he'll help out with that but that's why i got him out there yeah yeah uh right there with you um with the with the third seed defending champion golden state warriors i think this year is going to be you know a lot of integration for them i do love all the offseason moves they made you know jamichael green dante divincenzo um it's unfortunate they had to part ways with Otto porter jr and, and gary payton but you know they I, i'm happy for them they got their bag and and sometimes on a championship team that's what comes with it the winning you got to pay the guys on the roster and they weren't able to keep all the guys i believe they the tax is crazy but i think it's uh it's they they don't really value there's going to be they have 18 back-to-backs this season they know what to do they know the recipe for winning in the postseason and kind of they know, understand it's a marathon, not a race. So third seed for them. Um, and the other top two seeds I have here, they, I think it's going to be important for them to win um, come in the regular season because they don't really have a proven track record of winning in the postseason. So that's why I have the Warriors at three. So my, my number three, and I really think the top three seeds in the Western Conference are the elite and they're pretty interchangeable. It wouldn't surprise me if if I think there's a pretty bona fide top three in the West and however you want to rank them, I don't really have a problem with, Uh, Mm -hmm. but I went number three with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, You've got the back-to-back MVP in Jokic, who's just, he's so fun to watch, man. I'm such a Jokic fan. Um, them getting Jamal Murray back is gonna is so big. Like that was the thing that everybody kept saying last year when you were watching the Nuggets. Oh, they're just they're just not healthy. They just don't have their guys. M- Murray's out. Michael Porter Jr.'s out. And now those guys are back, and you're adding them into a system that was already deep and like made, was the, the the fourth C or this what were they the the sixth or seventh seed in the playoffs? I forgot exactly where they were last season, but they were a playoff Eight. team. Six, there was six seed last six year. six sorry six yeah. And they like they were a playoff team last year, even missing two of their their four best players. 
So now you're getting those guys back. I think Jamal Murray's, a, you know, he looks fantastic. He's my guy for comeback player of the year. I think he'll he'll come back and be a borderline all-star guy that he was before. Wouldn't be surprised if he takes the Donovan Mitchell role in the all-star game. You know, he, he fills that void. And I think they're going to be super dangerous and they're, they're deep. I think Mike Malone's a good coach. And I think there's the, the Denver Nuggets are one of those teams we could be talking about come playoff time that have a legitimate shot for a ring. They're that good. They're, they're part of that echelon. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they yeah. definitely are the elite elite of the league, man. So I, I like that pick. Um, got them up a little higher, but we'll get to that later. Uh, my number two. I'm going, I got to go with the number one seed last year. And that is the Phoenix Suns, man. And I just got him. I just got him so high because of how badly they choked last year. Like I, I just like, that was crazy to really watch. Like if you like watch them throughout the season and they were playing relatively well in playoffs. And then it really seemed like from one day to another, or like one week to another, the Suns just broke down. Like they ran all, out of gas. They, yeah, exactly. Like they ran out of, it really seemed like that. Like, they 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 ran they ran out of gas and I, I just think they have so much to prove this year and honestly I know CP is old I do I do know I know that and I understand that but I still believe in him man I still I mean he was still playing good last year he's on his little vegan diet or whatever I don't believe that he could be the old CP of 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 back in the day but I still think he can you know be a 75 80 percent of what he was last year and that that and that'll be that'll be enough for that team in my opinion too much to Woo, prove. Phoenix. Phoenix is wild at two. I will say that I, I don't have them <laughs> anywhere bold. near the top three. That's bold. Um, they're not in that. Like uh, Greg said, the top three for me is clear in the West, and I don't, I don't think Phoenix is uh, really getting near there this year. Um, but but my two is the, the Denver Nuggets, the reigning MVP, two-time MVP, Nikola Jokic. All the reasons you said, Greg. I love this roster. Mike Malone, one one of the better coaches. Um, top five coach, in my opinion, in the NBA, puts those guys in positions to win. And, and I just uh, they got all the guys coming back. And, and this is their time. Right. We've been a lot of the paper talk, Greg, of, of guys. You know, this is this team's built to win all that. Let's see what Denver's got. But I think they got a real good shot led by Jokic because the man can really put his his teammates in positions to win. So Denver at two Denver Nuggets at two. Yeah, uh, my number two is, and again, in- interchangeable, is the LA Clippers. I, I love their offseason. Kawhi looks like an outside linebacker right now. He looks incredible. He looks strong. Paul George is healthy. I love the addition of John Wall as a guy who can come in and just run the offense, and he seems like he's buying into the system. And they're, like you said, they're, they're so deep. Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, uh, Marcus Morris coming off the bench. Like That team is stacked. And they're that perfect modern NBA team that's so interchangeable and so versatile and can switch everything. And your your you know your MVP, your leader of that team is a two times Finals MVP. Like it, he, Kawhi Leonard's a killer, and he's healthy. And it would not shock me in the slightest if we're doing our season recap in in you know late June talking about the Clippers winning a ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel that. But they're I, so good. Yeah. They're right, so, so deep. They are deep. They are deep. They are deep. I give you that. But all right. So then, yeah. Let me go ahead and kick off the number one seed. That's what we all here for. 
Uh, and that's pretty clear. I think if you've been going down my list, I think it's the Nuggets, man. Uh, you know, they miss Murray, miss MPJ. I, you know, I don't got much to say. Uh, Greg, I, lo- I love what you said is that when you watched them last year, you were like, oh, man, like if only they had this player, if only they had this player. Well, now they got him. And I think that um, as, as much as the Suns have so much to prove, I think this is the only team in the league who has more to prove than the Suns because they oh I like that they have not been proven they have never been like a real proven playoff winners and now they have the pieces to I mean do they it. they 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 made a, a Western Conference Finals but 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 when you look mm-hmm. at the Denver Nuggets as a whole would you be like yeah they're they've they were proven winners sure yeah as as like yeah uh, yeah historically as a franchise yeah absolutely so I think I like that, that now they got they got to prove that man they got to turn it. They got a turn the table and, you know, they got the players and MPJ, Jokic and uh, Jamal Murray. And I right, shout out Bones Highland, too. I like him a lot. Dude, and Aaron, Aaron Gordon, too. He's a like, perfect role player. <laughs> that team is that team is so stacked. Love that mm-hmm. team. Jay, who you got? Number one. <sighs> number one, I got. And, and let me add this caveat. We're doing preseason predictions of records, right? Like number one seed in the yeah. West. My number one power rankings team is the Golden State Warriors. I'll just right. add that little caveat. I think they're the best team in the West. But regular season record-wise, I think it's the the L.A. Clippers. I think they have a legitimate shot to come out of the West as well. I'm, I won't discount that. They have two of, if if the best, or if not the, the best, um, two-way perimeter players in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. It's always been health with those two guys. If they're able to stay healthy this year and – you one can rest and one can play and they'll still have a real good shot of finishing um, first because of their depth. I mean, they added red, they have Reggie Jackson. They added John Wall. He hasn't played in two years. At least I expect him to come off to a real good start at the beginning of the year because he's 32 hasn't played for what three, four seasons. I don't even know. Zubach I'm high on. I think he's just a solid um, center and, and the rest of the the depth they still have, um, you know, Batum, all these guys and I, Terrence Mann is a great wing defender as well. So they just got all the right pieces in the right places, um, which is why I think they'll be the number one team in the West ranking um, record wise in the regular season. Yeah. My, my number one team is the number one regular season team, as well as the number one in power rankings. And until somebody knocks them off the throne, it's the golden state warriors. I know you said that, the, you know, they lost Otto Porter and Gary Payton Jr., but then they went out and got Jamichael Green That's, and Dante yeah. DiVincenzo. They, they they remind me of, mm-hmm. like, how Alabama is in yeah. college football. They don't rebuild, they reload. And mm-hmm. you still have your core, and you have, you know, you, you've, you've, got, you've got your big three, your bona fide uh, first ballot Hall of Famers. You have Jordan mm-hmm. Poole who is absolutely going to be in contention for six man of the year this year. And mm. probably after getting punched in the face is going to have the greenest of green lights and is going to be going for, <laughs> you know, I think close to 20 points a game. Like Jordan Poole can get buckets. Mm-hmm. He's a really good player. And then the thing, James Wiseman comes in and looks like a competent NBA player. And you've got Kaminga and Moody with another year uh, under their belt. And both of them are look like competent NBA players. They're top to bottom, the most talented, the deepest, the best coach team in the NBA. And again, until I see someone knock them off their throne, I, I can't, yeah. 
I can't go against them. I think they're going to cruise They're, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that is not, and it's not just that, but it's such a culture thing too, right? Like there's such a pride there and that like, they know they're the top dogs. They've been the top dog in the NBA for the better part of a decade. They're a legit dynasty. You know, Steph Curry, I think is, is an inarguably a top 10 player in the history of the NBA. And again, yeah, like, Heavy, heavy is the crown and until someone snatches it, I'm not going against them. I'm, you know, again, we might be talking about back to back and we're talking about Steph winning his fifth ring and having more than LeBron. And where does that put him in the pantheon of greats? Like it doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me at all. I think the warriors are awesome. The rich get richer, man. Yeah. The rich get, Absolutely. Rich get richer. That's what it is. That's like, what it is it's man. so scary when you go down their roster and you look at all the talent they have and like, We've seen, and, and, and the thing is, it's not just on paper there because we've seen it. We've seen this team retool and reload multiple times and yeah. get those desired results, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. they're that team that has proven it that I, you know, I doubt them not putting it together. Yeah. I have more faith in them putting it together. It's like watching Steph shoot three pointers. I'm more shocked when it doesn't go in mm-hmm. than when it does. And I think that is just like the perfect analogy and the perfect metaphor for the Golden State Warriors. Man, yeah, I like that, man. The rich get richer over and over, man. Well, all right, Jay, sorry about that. We had a little technical difficulties issues. Uh, Greg had a cut, but this is all good. We got through our list 15 through one, man. So for the family out there, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you guys hit the comment section down below. Let us know, like, uh, am I tripping? Was was Greg tripping? Is Dre tripping? Let us know your list. You know, go ahead, put it in the comment section down below. Let us know where do you have your team? Uh, who do you got? Who do you got in that number one seed? Who you got in the power rankings? All of that, man. Just let us know in the comment section down below. And uh, as always, man, you know, don't forget to get at us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. Man, we we everywhere, huh, Jay? We everywhere. Just get yep. at us, man. Just get yep. at us. But uh, Jay, you got any last words to say before we uh, nah, get this, out of here? This was dope. And it was dope having Greg back on the show. Great time every time he's on the show. And Jay, we are right there at uh, 200 subscribers, man. We are on the road to 200 We've been putting that out in the air and, and the universe is coming back to us. So if you have not subscribed to us, I know you, if you are watching all the way to this end, hit that subscribe button because we appreciate it. We appreciate it. We're on the road to 200. We appreciate everyone who's been supporting us all along. Man, just just like how Jay said, make sure you smash that subscribe button and um and get mm-hmm. at us, man, because we on the road to 200. But if that's it, then we out of here, y'all. Clutch Talk out.